Welcome. Welcome. I am your host, Marshawn. And I am Cam. Sit and listen as we allow you guys to take a peek into the minds of simple people with complex views. Each week, we will bring various topics with raw, uncut emotions. Take a seat. Listen. Relax. And enjoy. The The Inner Circle Podcast. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. (laughs) Let's get into this. Get into what? Get into this. Get into what? Get into this. Oh shit. The Inner Circle Podcast. We back. We back. We, we back at it, buddy. Episode, Episode seven. seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Serenity. Alright. Well, so I was sitting the other day, you know, just watching TV scrolling on my phone as well. And I just happened to take a pause on the news channel seeing Nancy the exact and I ain't watched the news and I shit probably since we all live together on the Rockley to be honest with you and and from there me also scrolling on my phone it just seemed like the world is promoting chaos in every turn that we look and do you feel like people are gravitating towards that more than trying to find an inner peace or a peace peace in their lives. Yeah, that's a good point because I think, uh, I do truly believe that people find themselves in the middle of chaos more than like trying to find that inner peace and separate themselves just because of the comfortability of like the chaos. It's always a conversation when it comes to chaos versus there's not too many people who actually uh, surrendered, surrendered themselves to be able to get that. Uh, complete serenity. I, I know it's 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 almost impossible to get complete and perfect serenity, but it's kind of like if I have drama, I can carry that news versus serenity. Like what what else is it to talk about? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't have that. Uh, like, I, like I said, inner peace to be like, oh yeah, let me carry this out in a in a in a positive way. But do you think like? the chaos gives them like that that jolt in their life like that energy that uh in a sense energy to where it's like it gets them going in a sense because i feel like it kind of do where i put it in perspective of like most of the stuff we see on the social media tip and for the most part is something of a chaotic situation like the two pop, even last episode and the episode before that, we spent most of our time talking about a situation where a mom put the other parent in a situation where he has to defend himself, where it got out of hand to where now it's viral. Or we can look at the situations where back when we was growing up in a vine time, where people would do like challenges where it was like detrimental to their health, but it was to make them viral. So yeah. I think that viral aspect we have in our lives now is pushing people to do drastic things to kind of give them that sense of being alive. Yeah. So yeah, that's what like like I was uh, like I was saying. I just think it's like is is drama and like chaos and everything that's like in that area of the field. You know what I'm saying? I believe. Is more conversational, you know what I'm saying? It's, I can talk about this, or I feel that at, and this might sound like oxymoron, I feel like I'm at peace when I'm in a chaotic situation because 
Um, my pastor always used to tell, like he always said, this, he think, like once you become functional, I mean, yes, once you become functional and dysfunctionality, you believe that dysfunctionality is functional. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's a comfortable spot for them. So it's just like, if I talk about that person, I don't necessarily have to talk about what's going on what's in me? my life, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Make, makes them feel like superior yeah. to whatever the case it is. So I can keep talking about this drama or it don't always have to be drama. It can be like things that's not really you, but you're doing it just for the sake of mm. it's, it's it seems cool. Like going out, like I see people going out every weekend and it's just like, I know people personally that just a few months ago, you was telling me that I don't really go out. That's not me. But they, you know what I'm saying? Me knowing them personally, I know that they, they're going through something mm-hmm. and you see them out every week. And that's, and that's chaotic, I believe, because of the fact that where where is the functionality in in that going out every week? You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're not getting paid for it, and even if you're getting paid for it, like, are you doing this for? What are you doing that for? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not telling nobody that to not go out, but I'm just saying, like, is that really serenity? Like going out? Yeah, because I mean, I don't and. The capacity, I think, that you're talking about, like going out to a club where yeah. it's like it's a bunch of noise. It could be violence happening. Yeah. How it, are you peaceful in that environment? How how is that exactly. helping you out? Exactly. Or anything like that. I don't even think in those situations you can you can create healthy bonds and relationship because of the fact it's being started from a negative, uh, a negative yeah. yeah, and that's a fact. And I just think that a lot of people don't see themselves into that negative light because they're used to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Then it's just like once we outside, you know what I'm saying, we actually going out to these clubs and stuff like that. Like I said, the next day you have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you have something to talk about. And then years to to go uh like years to uh come you have stuff to talk about. Like this is plenty of times where we just look back and we look at those negative... No, we tell more negative stories. Yeah, we, we tell more negative stories that we can finally shed light on it. But those are the stories that we're traumatically, like, uh, convicted by. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I believe that there's something in the brain. And if anybody that's, that's watching this, I mean, that's listening to this, that's a uh, psychologist or anything of that, or have the type of information. Please share this to me, but it seems like something in our brain, like when something negative or chaotic happens, it goes like, and then like, give us, give us like, yeah, it's just like, give us like a sense of uh, adrenaline, like, you know what I'm saying? We on that, we we like on a high, exactly. It's just like we're really not on a high, and it's just like our—I don't think our body understands that because we are. The body becomes used to you constantly doing same that, thing, yeah. the same thing. Because I know a lot of things. Like when I read books, when I write poetry, that same high that I was getting from going out, I get that high now from. I get that joy now from. Uh, to use a better word, I get that joy now and amusement by writing poetry and listening to books, going on uh, walks in the park and going on, like having family days that's centered just around family, getting together, having fun, 
and it's not always drinking, smoking, shaking ass, listening to loud music, things of that sort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely the balance. I don't think that there's enough of that type of balance because it's as messed up as it's about to sound. There's nothing wrong with having chaos because with the chaos comes to, come to peace and the serenity. Yeah. But if you only have one and not the other, then it's it's it's, it's a detriment. Yeah. So. I think that it's, it's, it's an equal balance that we need to have, and I think definitely with the world that we in, we definitely need to practice that more to where you turn yourself off from the negativity. I think I practice that a lot. Like I said, it didn't really dawn on me how how chaotic the world, I wouldn't say it didn't really dawn on me, but I wasn't really like alert to the extent that I am now of how messed up the world really is because of fact I try not to list have this nothing but um sad, depressing, chaotic story just feed to into me or into my space all the time. So I literally put a blinder on to it until someone takes it off, whether it be through like I say, the social media posts or I maybe on YouTube and flipping through it and be like, oh crap, this is going on now? Yeah. Dang, that's that's messed up. And I just think that if we do that more, we'll find ourselves, as you said, like having having different avenues to the peace versus just being the same same avenues that we've been accustomed to having. Yes, facts. And also like you can I once again like I believe that social media plays a great great and has a great responsibility when it comes to that avenues being blocked off or detoured because of the fact that as you scroll you can just look mm -hmm. like someone who's fully clothed at the white house mm -hmm. will get less depending on their following mm -hmm. will get less um uh attraction or interaction with that post than if they were to post something that was chaotic, whether that be a woman or a man, like with a shirtless picture, uh, a dead print for men, or uh, like a teaser for men, or like a shower pick for the men, or uh, short clothing and revealing clothing for women hoochie and all that, like, you know what I'm saying? Hoochie, hoochie daddy shorts and a hoochie, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I believe that social media plays a great part of that. And I don't know if that's the algorithm of Instagram doing that, or is it literally people like, lost in the sauce when it comes I think to it's I think it's a combination of both. I think there's definitely an algorithm because I think it gets to a point where it's just like whatever you're liking and you're following, they're going to see more of it. You're going to see more of it and they're going to make you want to follow so I suggest to follow that more. But I know for a fact now that I follow more motivating but, yeah, posting or which means yeah. I see that as a suggestion more than the ratchet stuff. That's so no, I, that's, that's true. I think that it's a it's we can blame the social media, but it's also about what we're putting into what we're watching on social media. That it's kind of like a calculator. Pretty much. That's a fact. So pretty much. But I, I would, it's slightly like a calculator because only reason why I say slightly is because the fact is like, yeah, you can put the numbers into it, but how advanced that this algorithm is, it is suggest of just off the strength of it want to suggest it to you because whoever behind. It seems controlled and may want to put this agenda. Yeah, facts. So. And, uh, yeah, that that's true. And I see that too. Like, the reels become a big thing. Yep. TikTok becoming a big thing. Yep. It's like, now that I see myself following like more motivational 
and we got the business page and yeah. we only follow like ourselves yeah. and motivational pages uh only see motivational see affirmation yeah. affirmational posts yeah. and our reels like it's only like motivational stuff yeah. versus on my it's personal personal I need to filter my following. Shit. I, I'm supposed to be this philanthropist, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm going to pimp for the house. Bro. I'm around a fucking brothel in this motherfucker. Man. But, no cap. Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy, bro. So, I think, uh, I, I do believe that the world, and I believe that the world kind of trick us subconsciously to do that. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, like, it's really up to us who we follow. Mm-hmm. But because we trying, we be on that high, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna follow this, that, because of, okay. And then we look at it like, damn, bro, I'm following a bunch of... Shit, I really ain't supposed to be following. Yeah, like, or, or you know, another thing that, I, that I've noticed is that like, sometimes you will follow people that you didn't suggest that you wanted to follow them, bro. Like, I swear on life, there's a few Instagram models I've never seen them a day in my life, never liked the post. They're the only person that I know following another celebrity that I've been now following on yeah. my personal page. Yeah, I don't know how that works, bro. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Probably one of those drunk nights you've seen them on. <laughs> I don't drink that much. I only smoke for real, for real. Yeah, no, that was a joke. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I, I believe that uh, social media and the world in general is a very, 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 like, dangerous place if you allow it to be. Like I said, the reason I say it's a calculator because of the fact that whatever you put in is what you're going to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. If, you, if, you, if you put in the right shit, man, you're going to put you gonna get the right answer. Now. If you put in a bunch of bullshit, you're going to get a bunch of bullshit. That's true. No, I, I get it now. So, so, yeah, so it's just like... And then I feel like and I see this happening a lot when it comes to like who we following mm-hmm. because social media is a chaotic place if you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. And then you like see these people in, per- in person, you're like, oh yeah, we friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, what made us friends? Yeah, bro, like, oh, fuck. Like, like, oh, yeah, what's up? I see you in person, you're like, what's up? Like, bro, I don't bro, not I know, know you. No, I've seen that in real life, bro, where um somebody came into the spot I used to work at and was trying to get the attention of of someone else that worked there. Yeah. And he was like, Hey bro, I follow you on this. We be playing this together and it wasn't a person. But just because of the fact A looks similar to the individual he yeah. follows, he automatically assuming the son and thought he can try to get his attention while he at work. He's like, bro. I only know you in this capacity. Like, right. Literally, we're not friends in real life. I only either play with you on the game, or I do you follow me on Instagram because I play with you on the game. Yeah. Like, right. So it's like you trying to get my attention in real life. You, you can see it. Right? It's very weird. It's yeah. very and weird. that was crazy because of the fact that was our only way of communicating during the pandemic. For not so once people start taking these masks off, I'm like, oh, yeah, you look that's what it looks like you on Instagram, buddy. About these pictures on the it definitely creates situations where it's like un it's I won't say unhealthy relationship, but it's like the start of a friendship can be unhealthy because you're basing it off of how you think you view me because of what I'm posting versus yeah. in real life. 
to the point. So it's just like, what, what are you really, um, what are you really basing a friendship off of? I think a lot of people base their friendships off of what that person has done for them and how long they've been in their life. So it's like, it's just like uh, a stockpile of, of things. So it's like, yo, if you've been in my life for 10 years, then you're my best friend, my best friend type stuff. No matter if in those 10 years you've been shitty to me, talked about me, held me back, done X, Y, Z to me, as long as you've been literally, quote unquote, solid, in my life, then, then that pretty much equates to a healthy friendship, or it makes the friendship have to be there for a long period of time. Significant. Yeah, there you go. That's the right word. And I, I believe that that's so toxic because of the fact that, like I was telling you off air, is just like, I believe that it's been people in my life that's been there a shorter time than me, mm-hmm. but they're more genuine, of, organic of a person. And people I've been knowing my whole life, you know what I'm saying, including family, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what do you believe, I'm not going to say what do you believe, why do you believe that um, we put more into, and we we don't, this question is going to kind of tie back into this conversation, so it's it's like a two-part question. Um, But what do you believe, why do you believe that we, when it comes to like doing things that's considered romantic, why do you believe that's like only for the significant other versus like it being genuinely for the friend, like buying flowers okay, or so going on lunch dates, going I, to movies? I like, think the way that most of us are taught about romantic things is only safe for your significant other. And if you do things for someone that's not significant other, that means that you like them in that romantic manner. So I think that we're taught that romance is one way, and that's the only way you have to, and it's only meant for one individual. It's not meant for the entirety of everyone in your life. So I think that concept is the reason why um, people think that, like, Romantic things to say for like the the a significant other versus like I can genuinely give my friend my female friend flowers and don't mean that I'm trying to creep on her. Yeah, cause I I just believe that's just a healthy relationship, and I think that people don't really look into the uh, the healthiness of a friendship. Is 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 literally we only look at healthy relationship as being romantic or like it's, it's never a platonic thing and I think a lot of people never in life and I was talking to uh, one of my sisters about this and she texted me and we y'all should talk about this and we started talking about this because of the fact that that's real shit a lot of people haven't experienced a genuine friendship ever in their life and like I say we equate things of being healthy based off the time instead of the quality of their like of that relationship and I would love a friend to have my back in the same manner. I ain't gonna say in the exact same manner, but in the same, you know what I'm saying, close move as enough. my as my uh, significant other, and have that same advice to give me as my significant other. Because there's a lot of things that you can't talk to your significant other about, such as let's say we plan a party, right? 
if I had a good friend, they can kind of give me well, insight. insight and kind of get my creative juices flowing because they know me as a person, right. you know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't think in life, I think, once again, I think social media and just media in general, kind of like t television and all that type of stuff, it kind of ruined what a friend should be because if you do this, like you said, um, if you do this, you like that person or y'all must be fucking or y'all yeah. must be in some type of cahoots because there's no way that you giving this girl flowers or you take y'all going on lunch dates or y'all going to the movies. They don't mean something more than just that. And it's just like no way that y'all just friends. Or even like for me, like I love to have a friend, female, other female kind to be able to like, cause I know for me, bro, I take things and I like think about it, overly think about it. So for me, like to have, uh, let's say I'm, uh, feel type of way that my significant other did, but I can't tell her in a way that it's healthy. I could run it by my female friend and, and let her be like, hey, this is what you're saying versus me just going to talk to my significant other and now I start to argue. I think trying to have that, have that, um, yeah, to be able to like let you know before you get to the tripping part, you tripping, bro. This is this is how you you, you should say or this is what you want to say versus you just going off the cuff and trying to you know say it and then it want to be an argument. So I think that that from that standpoint is always good to have that female perspective in your life to where it it helps it grounds you and keeps you in the at least mindful of a woman's perspective. Cause sometimes as men we do get macho, we do get big headed, and we forget sometimes that like we can say something that we don't mean is harmful, but it's harmful because of the fact we said it in a way that a man may understand, but not a woman. Yeah, facts. Especially us, like us two, because shit, it's four of us. You know what I'm saying? We only have one, two women in our house. You know what I'm saying? So we so used to talking to each other. Like, all right, my nigga, go and yeah. go and do that, then that, that, that third. I'm like, all right, man. and I respect it because you know what I'm saying. I don't want to say it's a man, but it's more masculine tone, and I receive it better. I'm not as uh, uh, emotionally invested into mm -hmm. what you're saying, but I'm more emotionally invested to you. Okay, I respect you as a person versus us talking to our sister. She was one of us. Type shit. Right. And we used to talk to her the way that we talk to her, us. Like, the way that we talk. We talk to her the same way. So, I know, for me, in a relationship, it was kind of hard for me to ground myself to same come way. to a point where I can speak to you in a very soft tone mm -hmm. and you won't trip because I'm not saying it in macho. Yep. I do this because I'm this. Like, yep. I had to learn that. And a lot of friendships would have helped Would have helped you know what I'm saying? A lot of friendships would have been able to, uh, if I had that person, to be like, hey, Cam, you know what I'm saying? You tripping. Or, or you chill. Or, or, or you, you sounding hella aggressive right now, my nigga. And it's like, having that outside non-biased opinion, like, you know, they're not in our relationship, right. so it's not, it's kind of like, they're not going to come to a, well, hopefully, they won't come to a, uh, if this is a real friend, mm -hmm. they won't come to, at, at the situation as I like you or I'm trying to tell you the answer so that you can piss her off even more so she you can 
in turn be single so I can shoot my shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, it's hard for me to have women friends now because of the fact that, like I was telling uh, my sisters, like, a lot of friendships isn't genuine nope. anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's What can you do for me? Yeah, it's very, it's, it's not a mutual thing. Uh, it's like, what can you do for me or what can I take from you mm-hmm. and learn from so I can move on with my life type shit. And that's what I see recently. Now, there's a lot of good people out there that, you know, oh yeah, that's one. And those people know who they are and they're around me now, but it's a lot of people that's out there like, I come to find out as life progresses that you like me the whole time. It's like, yeah. oh, come on, bro. Yeah. So now I look back over our conversation kind of like, you were shooting your shot secretly? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and this might have meant this, but yeah. you was trying to be respectful yeah. as a quote-unquote friend. That but do you, you don't want to overstep those boundaries. But do you still respect them for that? Because of the fact, like, she she could have been disrespectful and shot her shot, like, just straight in your face. Like, like straight here you go. I'm gonna I'm 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 straight give it to you like that. But or but she kind of was just like I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna finesse you with it. I'm gonna hit you with this crossover and you gonna go by you type stuff. So it's like or I'm hit you with the assist. But it's kind of like okay. I know I'm an attractive person mm-hmm. or a handsome person. I didn't say attractive. A handsome person. Um. So you know what I'm saying you can think I'm a I'm handsome, but. Why do you like me like Hey man, like I think I think in the world that we live in, bro, there's so many broken people that when they find someone who has most of the pieces together and they shine a little bit, they wanna they wanna stay with that person. So and even if they know for a fact, hey, the shock of me being this person's significant other is over with, but I can be in their life exactly, I can be in their life in the capacity of a friend. I still can get that light, whether it be a little bit, you know, I can still get it. And then even yeah. then, I could be in their ear to where the light shines more on me more time than it don't. So, yeah. and that's kind of, it's fucked up, but that's the world we live in. Yeah, but also it's like, if you find, if you find your friend attractive and you just want to respect the fact that we're friends and we're platonic, because a lot of people, I believe to this day, they find friends attractive end up being in a relationship and that shit failed. Yeah. And now the friendship is over. Yeah. And if they would have just respected the friendship as it was, you know what I'm saying, not shooting your shot, having that shit in the back of your head, keeping that shit to yourself, the friendship would have been cool and they would have even took the next step of being in a relationship. But like I said, man, sometimes people be so messed up in their own world. It's like what you have going on, they want because they feel like it's going to bring them what they see that you're having going on. So let's say you and they, quote unquote, to what they feel like the perfect relationship. Now the first time that you bring some bullshit to them, it's like, oh man. Yeah, I can't run with it. My shot, I done got my shot. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, I'm gonna still be their friend, I'm gonna get them advice, but in that advice is gonna be some bullshit. <laughs> you know, how, now if you think about how many times you didn't hurt, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't sit down and talk to someone, it's like, damn, okay. So it's just like, they want to be respectful, but in the end, they still want to, so it's like they gonna try their hardest to be respectful until they see something that's a small crack to be able to be able to shoot their shot. And then, and then that is not wrong, but at the same time, it's just like you could have been up front from the beginning, like, hey, I like when you can let me decide 
whether or not I'm going to further relationship with you in a, in a way because of the fact it's like now that you didn't say what you just said and now I know that you like me like everything that you do is I'm going to look at it like you're trying to be more than just a friend it's like maybe I don't want you in that way yeah, but so now I got to kind of put you off to the side I just believe even if they do that and let me decide I'm already going to be weird about it because in my head now I'm like, like Girl, I get it you know what I'm saying so it's just like are you really doing this to be a friend, friend or friend. are you trying to do this because That's you know, gonna be the, the yeah, and I'm going to be on the fence yeah. Like, I don't want that from you. And she, and they, she might truly be trying to be genuine as a friend. You know what I'm saying? But or, you know what I'm saying? It's just always the or part. So it's just yeah. like, I just believe if people just keep that shit to themselves, and then if they like the person, let the other person decide. They gonna shoot their shot. And if it never happens, just keep it platonic type shit, and it just be like that. Well, how many times have people heard? I didn't know that you like me. Why didn't you tell me before? So it's like that's always in their head too. It's like it's always that like on on their end. It's like they they're, they're probably like this person may like me too, but they're not saying anything. So it's like it's always that. But that's shit. always the case it's because I shit. as a human grounders will be completely honest. I have friends that I, I like or I thought that was attractive, but just based off me. Our friendship, I never wanted to, to, to ruin that. our no, I friendship. That. And I get that too. it's a friendship that I'm thinking about. It's two of them, actually. But this one kind of broke my heart that we couldn't be friends because of the fact that she was a great friend. Mm-hmm. But once life happened and she was able to get more closer than I, to me, she started like exemplifying her, her, feelings, her feelings. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you are cool, blah, blah. And then our friendship over. Like she was like, ah, uh, you was a great friend. I could call you for advice, and you had the best advice. But now I can't even call you at all because, because I know that lane that you're trying to shoot. It's even not even that. It's just you crossed the boundary oh, a little bit too fast, and you thought I was out of a situation that I was still trying to swim in. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you fucked it up for the yeah. both of us. So it's just like now we gotta respect each other from a distance, and it's just like. That is not a genuine friendship to me, you know what I'm saying? No, it's it, 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 not, but because of the fact that she shot her shot in a way that she shot her shot. Exactly. I, I feel as if it's genuine in the sense of how long she waited. Right. Because she she knew she liked you, you liked you from whenever point she liked you. Yeah, exactly. She waited to you was what she thought was you being single yeah. to shoot her shot. So in exactly. a sense, she was being genuine, but it's like, it's also like how you probably, how she went about shooting her shot. Exactly. I was just like, hold exactly. on, that's, you didn't turn me off. Cause now it's just like. No, no the person, <laughs> the person in the situation was like, hey, yo, buddy, stop texting this nigga phone. He is going to be with me forever. Oh, I was go. just like, oh, you, you are Saudi right now. I know you are, but you shout out to that person. Cause that person's a great person. Yeah. And if that person ever watched this podcast, just know you're a great person. But anyway, that's just the whole, the reason I use a, a personal example because that's a perfect oh. example of a genuine, healthy relationship that you thought was that and it wasn't at all. And it's yeah. just like, it was because of the fact that the reason why I thought that person was genuine is like you said, the length of the time that we knew each other. Like it was like five, five years. So like, I'm like, oh yeah, this person down, you know what I'm saying? And they never 
shot they shot. This the only girl that never shot they shot at me as a as a girl. I'm like, oh shit, this is lit. Like this was a great friendship, and then boom. Lo and behold. Lo and behold, this is the next person. So I can honestly say, from a girl aspect, I've never had a genuine healthy platonic relationship from a girl. So do you think like let's say she let's say she shot her shot five, six years ago, right? Right. And you were just like, nah, I don't see you in that manner, I see you as a friend. Do you think the friendship still would have went on? Based off you knowing her as a person, you think it still would have went on as long as it went as y'all being friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I think that this is this is a gem for women and men. It's okay to tell someone you like them, and if they turn you down, now it's on you to decide whether or not you still gonna be their friend or you're not. But don't sit up here and do sneaky shit like like the example that we just gave, and now you didn't ruin the whole fight relationship. Yeah, like that's crazy because of the fact that I see this person, I know they, I see their friends. Yeah. It's just like damn, I can't even speak to you because of the fact that it's gonna be weird as fuck yeah. if I even hit you up. And I've tried to hit that person up this time, like. Hopefully that person do not respond. And all the time they did respond. So I'm like, all right, cool. So um, the I just think the gem to add on to your gem is just like just know your the timing and when the time is right. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. of the fact that that's that's a that's a gem coming straight out the trailer about time mm-hmm. because. Talking is not always right, and everybody not meant to be in a relationship. Or I'm just in that any, or just sexual, uh, sexual one. Yeah, right? well, I think a lot of times people think that like I'm I don't have to be with that person, but I could be with that person, and that ruins it more than you trying to actually be in a relationship with that person. You trying to I mean, shoot your shot for your little whatever time period you want to put on the sexual experience. You kind of ruin a whole relationship because of that, and yeah. I think a lot of times that's what women and men be going for uh, up front. Like, okay, I'm gonna shoot my shot in a sexual way, and don't think about the ramifications of everything else. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's a great point. Yeah, but uh, how do we? How do you believe that, like? Friends should interact when it comes to like accountability. Do you think? Do you see more of a? That's my friend. I ain't gonna dog them like not dog them, but like hold them accountable. Or I'm gonna ride my friend regardless of what they're doing. All right. So it's certain situations where that where both of those are cool. Um, and I think that how. For me, y'all know me, I'm blunt to a, to a, to a fault, where sometimes my mom gets me in trouble. Uh, but I always feel like honesty is the best, the best solution, but I can understand riding, like, let's say, right, you in a public, public, a public uh, space, right, and your friend is kind of saying something that may be 100% wrong. Do you embarrass them in front of everybody? Or you let them ride out the shit, and then when you in behind closed doors, you be like, hey, that wasn't right. Yeah. Because depending on the friend, they may feel more embarrassed by the fact that you showed them up in front of everybody than you corrected them. 
Yeah. So I just think it's certain situations where it's just like you can be honest with your friend, and then it's certain situations where you may have to be honest behind closed doors. But honesty for me is always the best source or best course of action when it comes to that. But I believe that friends in a lot of situations, we got codes. Like, if I do want to, <clears throat> you're going to shut the fuck up. Like, you're, not, you're going down the wrong tab. Or if I... If we're dancing and you over here like, bro, stop stepping on my shoes. I'm trying to bring you back into the dance. Like, don't go back over there trying to talk to the dude. Like, we, that's, that's me trying to tell you. We don't got time for that tonight. You know what I'm saying? So, I believe that's an honest thing without embarrassing. Because I yeah, believe no, that. Don't no, ever embarrass your family or friends in public. Or in private. You know what I'm saying? Come to a point where they can they can understand what you're, understand what you're yeah. trying to say. And then that's when in private you tell them what you was doing. Hey, buddy. Or, oh, that's, I, I, or hey, sis. I agree with that. Like, I agree with that. You gotta chill. Like, this is why I pulled you to the side. Like, I already hit one of these. And now, if a friend's hard headed and they keep going, then you gotta be like, all right, bro. It's, now it's time for me to. Now you have to. But then, do you hold them accountable, or you still let them do what they're doing? I hold them accountable, and that, and that, because I'll hit you with the. <clears throat> now. After that. But by, by the time I do one of them. You're going to make eye contact with me because you're going to know that if I'm not sick and I do that, you're going to be like, bro, what the fuck is that for? And I'm going to be like, one of those friend codes, you know faces. Like, if I make this face, you know. Yeah, it's time to listen. You know what I'm saying? Or if I make this face, shit. Shoot do your thing. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, I think friends have codes, like, one of those silent codes where. Yeah, I didn't think about it when I first said what I said. Now that you say that, I, that's we, that's we operate. We, we're friends for a reason, yeah. so it's certain things that I can say. I can say and code, and you know exactly what that means. Yeah, no, that's facts. Or if I switch the subject, you know to keep it yeah, on that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep on down that. You know, don't go back. Now, or if I, I tug your shirt, you know to come like like come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I think, I think that, yeah. That's not done as often as it should be. Now, not that you just put it in that perspective, I don't think that we, to answer your question, I don't think that people are being held accountable as much as they should because of the fact that, like, there are things that I see every day, whether it be through my phone or just in real time, that I know, like, as a friend, I would not, I would let, not let you do that. That's bro. a fact. I That's would real definitely true. been like, damn, my nigga, hold on. You, you know look what I'm at him like, what's your friend group? But I always say this. Show me your friend group. I can show you a future, brother. That's no, that's. That's another gym, though. Shout out to Maurice Claret, man. Man, Ohio State running back. He he told me that when I was in tenth grade. He said, "Show me your friend group. I'll show you your future." And you can look it up. He 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 coined that term. He told me that. I don't know if he told me that first, but he told me that he came to our school. If anybody don't know who Maurice Claret, he was a Crazy, 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 bro. Crazy, 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 crazy. Running back, and he would have been man. The Frank Gore's Adrian Peterson, man. Derrick Henry's Nick Chubb to the league. If he would, if he would have had the right friend group to tell him, get chill, out bro. You get on what bro. you doing. You have a bigger purpose, and to ground him and, and hold him accountable. But he told me, that. he was like, show me your friend group. I can show you a future. And ever since then, I've been saying that. Because that's facts. If that's you show, shit, yeah. 
whatever you surround yourself, you're going to be the next one. So if you surround yourself around nine losers, you're going to be the 10th loser. Mm -hmm. Now, if you surround yourself around nine millionaires, you're going to be the 10th millionaire. Show me your friend. Or you may be, or you may be the, the fucking one person taking care of nine people in, in that capacity still a loser. If you get that, you got yeah. to pick up because a lot of people think that just because of the fact, oh, I'm going to work every day and I'm not hanging around or doing the things they're doing don't mean that you're not being a loser because the moment you get around them and that we got that one friend that you know for a fact don't have a job and you still enabling them, you're being a loser because now you and you're holding, you're allowing, you're allowing someone else to still be a loser. It is very intentional too because there's no way that you allow this person to I believe like this, right? If you are the best at everything in your friend group, that group is going to hold you back. Yep. If you're doing majority of the stuff in that friend group and you can't pull or they can't impart and empower you as a friend, that's not the right friend for you. If you're doing the porn and you look back in your well job and you're not harvesting any plants or fruits, but these people is eating it for days off the, the, the fruit that you're watering, you need to change that friend group. I think the phrase goes, if you're the smartest or the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Facts. And whoever said that needs to come talk to me because I need to hear that too. But like I said, shout out to Maurice Correct because that's real. Show, show me your friend group, I will show you your future. And that's facts. And if I believe if we surround ourselves around people that you know is going to hold you accountable, you're going to be successful yeah. off the gate because of the fact that you can do trial and error, yeah. you can make mistakes, yeah. and you can learn from those mistakes in a very conducive way because of the fact that you have people telling you, okay, this is the mistake, this is the widest mistake. You could have went about it this way, but they allowed you to, they allowed you to make the mistake or save you from the mistake. And allows you to learn from it instead of just let, allowing you to make a mistake and be like, oh, you made a mistake again. You're going to keep making the same mistake. Because people, going back to our first topic, people like chaotic shit. So mm -hmm. if that shit make them comfortable, they're going to keep making the same mistake mm -hmm. over and over again. Just off the comfortability and the content. Because the they yourself and thinking that that's, that's what normal being normal is or having in a quote-unquote serenity is a chaotic situation like you said before. Like if this job stresses you out and you stay at this job, that's your fault. Yep. You're never going to move up. Yep. Now if this job stresses you out and you make best out of the situation, you're going to find a better opportunity. I guarantee you because of the fact that you're actually trying to get yourself out of the situation, that opportunity is going to come to you. Yep. You don't have to go to it. But if you see yourself in a Stressful situation, you don't do shit about it, you're going to stay in that selfish and stressful situation. And stressful situation. And you're going to be very selfish to yourself. And 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, 20 years down the line, you're going to still be in an entry level place that you're, you were at. Talking about, I've been here for 15 years. But I've seen so many people come and go. But you in the same spot that you got hired in. Yeah, you got all these bonuses and, and, and raises, but you're in the same spot that you. Come on, 45 man. still on the grill. Like, right, 45 <laughs> still is flipping the, the, the burgers instead of flipping the restaurant. Right. You 
Like, shit, in that, in that capacity, in that field, you can own restaurants nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So this is like, and I know this lady, she lived in Cleveland too. She went from working at McDonald's when she was 16 years old, and she owned four of them. He told me that shit. Shit crazy. She owned four of them down away. I think those four that's in that 30th, 50th, Chester, she owned all those. She started from 16 minor working a headset, flipping burgers. Now she owned them, telling people how to do that. Hiring. She's, I, yeah. bro, you think about and she's not even hiring because of the fact that she's the owner. So she has somebody working under her doing the hiring, being the general manager of the store. She's the owner. She's the franchise. What was it? Franchisee? I think so. Franchisee? Yeah. Or franchiser or something. Franchiser, like whatever it is. Yeah, the person who owns the franchise. She's out here supporting live families. And she's being prosperous and showing black excellence. Yep. So that's perfect. Like, and I don't think I have any friends. It's not like my relatives. Though. Like I won't call my my relatives. They haven't been to my house. house met my mom. Met my yeah, mother yeah. and my dad. Like, if I if you're in my friend group, shout out to y'all. Fact. Started it started with my brothers. We expanded just a tad bit. But if y'all in my friends group, y'all know who y'all are. Don't and don't. Bash me in the comments, or am I over in group? You never told you me know. that. If you, you know. have to ask me that, no. You know. I'm gonna tell you this now. No, you're not in my friend group. If you have to ask me that. The ones who know, no. Yes. Shout out to y'all. If we ever did anything in a intimate setting, and I'm not talking about sex with y'all freaky asses that who probably thought of that, y'all are family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just because I invited you to a game night, you're not. That's not into the same. So don't think that. Just because you come to a little <laughs> Just because you come to a little party, that's not an intimate setting. Oh shit. You gotta know at least my sister and my older brother name type shit. Now we hoop together, that's an intimate setting. I fuck with you. No, that's that's my they're my people. Y'all know who y'all are now. Alright, so speaking of hooping though. Wrap this and we're gonna say get to the nitty gritty. Oh, our favorite piece of the sports. 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 sports Alright, so there's been a lot of talks of, and lately, you know, it's free agency season in the NBA. A lot of talks of who should be with who and where this person should go and who may be with this person and who's the best fit. So I saw something and I just thought that we should bring it to our, to our little platform. So yeah, so, but I'm gonna throw out a couple of NBA players' names and then you're gonna tell me who you feel like could be their best duo or best teammate to go to, to complement their skills. And then we're gonna, you're gonna do the same thing for me. I'm gonna do four, you're gonna do four. All right, so first one, Kevin Durant. Out of all the NBA players that you know in history, what do you feel like would be the best duo to go up with him? That's matchup. Like the person who to be on the scene, the best person, teammate, best okay. teammate that he can have. All right, Kevin Durant. Do I have to say a player or somebody that's like a, a bill for that person, or is it you want me to say a player? You just get like all right. So for instance, let's say um, if 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 you said KD to me, right? I would say for me, based on his skill sets. And based off the player he is, the best player I could see going like playing with him would be like Steve Nash. Somebody can set him up, 
they don't need the ball too much. Best court vision to be able to put him in the best position. Okay, I see what you're going with that. Okay, bet. So, if I would say Kevin Durant, best teammate, uh, I mean, best fit teammate all time, I have to say, like, someone like John Stockton. Yeah. Because even Steve Nash needed the ball, you know what I'm saying? Because he, that nigga won MVP for a reason. Like, he needed the ball. But yeah, he, he was a sixth man, but I think John Stockton, he really didn't really need the ball at all. Like, he really wasn't that scoring threat. Like, he could score the ball, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't like, people wasn't looking for him to score. Like, Utah Jazz, they were like, oh yeah. In the, in the scout report, it didn't say, he's going to give you 30 points. Now, Steve Nash, in the scout report, he's going to dish that bitch and he's going to shoot lights out. He keep our 20, 20 yeah. and 10, so, 15 and 10. I'm say John Stockton. All right. Uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I truly believe that his best teammate would be LeBron James. Best fit teammate. All right. For me, if I was to say Chris Paul, I would say Akeem Olajuwon. Off the strength that like you never seen him play with a real super dominant big man that can do that can like you don't technically have to worry about him on the defensive end, you don't have to worry about him on the offensive end. And if you give him the ball, he'd be able to do more than just a uh pick and roll lob. Because yeah. you think about Chris Paul, he's known for the pick and roll lob. From yeah. the time he was in his early time in or uh New Orleans with Tyson Chandler to the Bob City. And then after that, he kind of been more of a, like, you know, of a true point guard in the sense of running the team. But, yeah. like, I think that if he had a dominant... But even still, though, he, he had DeAndre... He still had DeAndre Ayton. You know what I'm saying? He had... Uh, but is DeAndre Ayton in the, in the same capacity as far as... Cause I, I, I haven't really watched his game. But, like, I know for Elijah Warren, he's the, he's the type of big man that's like, you throw it in a post to him. He's going to go crazy. He's going to either he gonna hit you with the dream shape or if even if he pick and pop 15-foot jumper, 17-foot jumper. But someone like Chris Paul just, like, needs someone that can throw it into and give 30, 30 yeah. and 10, 40 and 10, yes. 40 and 15, shit like that. So yeah, that's how I, I think that would be um, – because he had great wings he didn't play with for the most part. Yeah. So I think that would be a good thing for him. Alright, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. I would love to see Kevin Garnett play with Allen Iverson. <clears throat> because Kevin Garnett never had a point guard who got in his ass and told him, like, relax, brother. You don't never do all that. And then also, like, I believe having someone like AI going to the hole like that, that's an easy dump on, like, boom. Or, like, I'm going to the hole, or I shake somebody, boom, boom, boom. They come double-team me, I can shoot the ball. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's just that simple, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, would say I would say Chris Paul for KG. The same way that you said for Iverson, I was like, that was literally what I was going to say. Somebody tell him to relax, bro. Like, chill out. Like, yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm be able to still set the team up, get you your point, but I can still get my point. You don't have to worry about you feeling as if you got to go fucking berserk yeah. to be able to win the game type things. LeBron James. I think he played with his best teammate. You know, it's Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? 
I think that him and Kyrie was the best duo that LeBron ever had because of the fact that it was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kyrie can score, and it kind of took the tension off LeBron. So he actually can score the ball in his capacity. He wasn't have he don't have to shoot the ball as much when he was with uh, Dwayne Wade. He didn't have to. Uh, he don't have to handle the ball at all as much as if he was with Dwayne Wade and Anthony Davis and the first time around with the Cavs and like him and Larry Hughes. Um, and also, he can let me. He can actually be it on the defensive side, as we've seen. You know what I'm saying? And him and Kyrie, like, he know that he can actually play defense because of the fact that he don't have to do both. Because you know Kyrie's going to give you 30-plus points almost every night or something close to that. And then once he's able to take over on the offensive side, Kyrie was the type of person to, that's willing, as we see, to take the back seat. Now he got a little bit of, <laughs> he got a little bit uh, above his bridges, but majority of the time he took the back seat and like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna chill out and let LeBron be, be LeBron. Uh, and I think him being willing to go back to play with LeBron kind of show that him they kind of need each other. They kind of need each other, and I think yeah. I think LeBron hinted at that being the case. Like that's the only player that I played with that was actually like settled and I was actually able to and I believe that's his best ring not even because of the fact that it was for Cleveland I think that's his best ring because of the fact that it was truly underdogs nobody expected him and Kyrie to be as good as they and not even just that I just think besides the one that they had to uh, the one they beat Dallas the second time around, yeah. I think that was the most engaged we've ever seen LeBron. Right. Like, ever. Like, we saw that nigga at every power that that man had, and that's like, he displayed that shit in that series, bro. And also, I believe that out of all his teammates that he ever played with, I think he trusts Kyrie the most. most. No, facts. No, facts. But his game, but see, that's it, and that's what people, I try to, I would try to lay that shit and a work spot to basketball. When you have someone like a LeBron James, where you know for a fact you can impact everything just by you just doing it, putting your handle. Yeah. You need someone that you can trust to do the same thing based off the skill they bring to the table every single day. And no matter what you say about Kyrie as a person, there's you, you can't not say he's a great basketball player. You cannot say that. Like, he gets on the court, it's, it's As an individual player, it's not too many. I, you can't name five players ever to play the game individually as, as, as he did. No. Now, the schematics of the game and his mental space, I think, affected, affects still and his awakeness, self-awareness that he has affects a lot that he has on the court. But him actually, the play. Player Kyrie, outside of the man, the man Kyrie, the human Kyrie. Kyrie's probably one of the best basketball players to. I don't say probably. Kyrie is the one of the best basketball players who ever touched the hardwood. That could be argued. Because I only, and this is my opinion, 
there's only three individually sound people who better than Kyrie. And I'm sure you can name those people. I mean, in my opinion, Michael, Kobe, and Allen Iverson. Nope. I'll say Michael, Kobe, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, I was, I, but I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna stick with AI, bro, because he drug a team to the finals and got one game off of Shaq and Kobe. Like, like individually, like, that team shouldn't have made it out the East. And he alone, for, for the most part, put him up there. Now, yeah, if you talk about it, like, the, now the, KD would be the fourth person I was gonna name. I mean, he was the, literally the next name on my list, but I say those three because I'm more so the two, Kobe and AI, not so much Michael. I never really watched him in his prime, but those two players, I watched them play, and it's yeah. like you give them the ball individually, it's damn near a guaranteed bucket. Guaranteed, but right behind Kyrie is Allen Iverson because of, this is why I respect Allen Iverson. The, the reason I'll say the top three individually sound player will go Katie, I mean Michael, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and then Allen Iverson. Only because of the fact that that wasn't his first sport. No, it wasn't football. He was better in football, and that's, that's crazy right. to oh, think right. that he was better in football than he was in basketball. Mm-hmm. So he lived. That was like, like fun time for him, like, and that's crazy. So I mean, I, you can see how I see what, he, he played in practice. I see, I see why you, uh, why you say that, but I still can't give. Um, I can't put AI over Kyrie because Kyrie, probably because I haven't really watched. Allen Iverson as much, so but Kyrie have done them. some shit that I don't think AI could do. You may and be for, right. And for AI, you may be right. And for right. AI to say that Kyrie has the best handles that he's ever seen. No, that nigga no. I it's him and then Isaiah Thomas for me. The, I go back and watch Isaiah Thomas with a basketball, bro. Isaiah Thomas from like, the Pistons. Oh, like, he don't get the credit. That that man deserves as a, as a player, but <laughs> the ball handler, a player. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas is a lot of one, bro. Oh yeah, cause Michael. Well, that's a whole other coming for another day, bro. But like Isaiah Thomas, top five ball handlers of all time, and Kyrie is number one. I would I would say that because like you just said, it's shit I've seen him do in basketball, and I'm. We played it 20, 30 times, and I still like, man, how do you put the ball there to then make it come back this way, and then you spin it off the glass? Man, yeah, that kid, he's a... So it's just like, back to our point, yeah, I think for LeBron, you definitely need a point guard. Because my, my answer to the question was Chris Paul. Someone that can control the game to where he don't feel like he has to have his hands on it, and I would love to see LeBron off the ball more. I don't think we got enough of that throughout his career because that's scary as fuck to watch LeBron come off of, of a fucking pick or a screen and somebody like Chris Paul throwing him the ball or running the team with him running me or like you said put Kyrie back with him I think LeBron probably would have got like two more rings two or three LeBron more will have ten championships if him and Kyrie was to play all that career together I believe so because nobody can stop that and you heard what Draymond Green said. No, they would have beat us every year if KD didn't come. And that's why I said KD is like that. 
That nigga a problem. He don't give a fuck. And he played that shit. I never I don't think KD have ever played a, a serious game like he locked in like that. I would say the only game I could feel like he played that is when he last, I think two years ago in the playoff series when he dropped like fifty on the niggas, bro. Oh the Bucks. On the Bucks. I yeah. think that was the first time we seen him like really almost at a hundred percent engaged. Like you say, bro, like he's a he's another one just like he walks out of bed and he and he give you 30 to 40 points, shooting 50% from the field, plus. And then we'll also give you anywhere between 8 to 10 rebounds, 4, 5, assists, and 90 plus percent from the, from the fucking free throw, and then 40 to 45% from three. At seven fucking feet, bro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen a seven feet nigga move like Bruh, that. Yeah, it's ridiculous, bro. That nigga be it's moving ridiculous, so, bro. So. Elegantly and so That's graceful, a great word. Bro. Gracefully, that's the word I like. Graceful, like, like what the fuck? Think like a deer out there. You got them gazelles out here. Out there, like, he's, literally, he's a unicorn. He's, 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 literally, he's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. So. All right, one more. I got one more. One more. One more. One more. If they say Mike already had his, oh, you his stole best. My, you stole my. All right. <laughs> you can't even use. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll continue. I, I, Never played with a super, not a dominant at all. Yeah. His so best deal was fucking Bill Carter. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, imagine Charles Oakley. Like, imagine fucking Orlando, Orlando Lakers shot with fucking prom. He would, that nigga would have 12 to 15 championships. Because yeah. he would have got into Shaq ass, bro. He would have made Shaq, even Kobe said it, if Shaq would have been serious about basketball, they would have had 10 championships. So imagine someone more egotistical and more in the zone with basketball than Kobe. Yeah. Michael don't play that shit. Nah, he don't play that He would have punched that nigga. Shot. Like, get your, get your big ass out here and perform, nigga. So yeah, I, that would have been my pick for Michael. Fucking Shaq. Or someone like Elijah Wan or uh, Kareem. Like a dominant, dominant big man. This, this, he he throw it into the post. They do what they do. Yeah. So I would say either Shaq, Shaq, oh, no, let me say Shaq, keep it at Shaq. Alright, uh, you're gonna say Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Favorite Robin, Robin, Favorite Dumar, for another guard. LeBron. I was thinking the same thing. Give him a multifaceted wing that can play all five positions, guard all five positions if need be. Hell of a basketball IQ. Can defend. Yeah, LeBron or Scottie Pippen, one of those two. Similar builds. Somebody that able to, like I say, do multiple things in the court. That's number two. Tracy McGrady. Oh shit, 
Kobe and Shaq towards the end. Um, Portland. Portland teams, fucking Memphis. Memphis teams. So it's just like all those teams you just said named was great defensive teams. Yeah, facts. <laughs> like, so it's just like, if, and don't get me wrong, the, like they had defensive players, but it was like the team was so offensive minded. Are we going to outscore you? We going to outscore you? That is like they didn't really care about the defensive end. And I just feel like if they had a coach that would have been able to mix and match these offensive players with a defensive player, they had Roger Bell, they had Lil Andrew Barbosa, they had fucking Jason, Jason Richardson, they Sean had Marion. Sean Marion, they had fucking Grant Hill, they had fucking Shaq, they had Amari Stoudemire. That's ten. You know what I mean? Almost ten players. They had a young Shannon Fry. I can keep going. So it's just like. Seven to eight players, and all of them is can are. What's for you now, Rebecca? Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic. Before that, it was um uh, uh I was my fucking Barbosa. Barbosa right. would come in and play point guard, even though he was a shooting guard. But like, if you put those people in a mindset where we have to play deep on top of running down their mouth in seven seconds or less.
They had th they had three good players and an okay player, and the rest was role play. Yeah, that's be hundred percent real. That's that's a fact. That's be hundred percent real. I'll say two great players, one good player, and an okay player. No, I Paul Pierce. Is no, no, we not gonna do that. <laughs> okay, we not gonna do that. And I and I strongly used to dislike Paul no. Pierce. Strong. I don't dislike Paul Pierce. Dislike that nigga. We pay for this. I'm not something. Bitch went to Brooklyn, and I'm like Paul Pierce. I think he was Patrick Tom. What the fuck is you doing? I, I think it's Patrick Tom yeah, because remember he went to he went to he went Washington. to Washington and he won a series for them niggas, bro. There you go. He won that series for that nigga, bro. As he closed, bro. That nigga Paul Pierce fucking ass. All right, we ain't gonna let you do that. Today. But he the truth. The truth. That nigga been lying. He's the truth. You know who gave him that nickname though? Shaq. Bro. Mm -hmm. You know what? He said, get him niggas buckets. He's the truth on the court, nigga. That nigga's sorry. No, he's not sorry, but he's he's good. I think, I think, I think, I know, I think. Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett is great. I think he is great. I just don't think that he's Hall of Fame great. So he's good. No, that's not, <laughs> no, 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 not at all, bro. The Hall of Fame is like. Like you just said, like extraordinary. You, extraordinary. Exactly. That's the best word for it. I think he's great. And I think he'll get into a Hall of Fame because of the championship he won. Facts. But I don't think like he's top ten small forwards all the time. You can be, you can build around him. No. Hell no. <laughs> no. Alright, no. I see where you're going. No. Yeah, I think he's a great component piece to a championship no, facts. team. Facts. Like, but if you think about like the number three option. Second. He could be the second option. Maybe second option, strong second option, strong bro. What, what could he not do in the court? This cannot dribble that. I got a weak court and he did have one of the most so laziest, weak. laziest, predictable crossover. But he got that bitch off though. He got that bitch got off. That bitch I don't know off, how he bro. got. I don't even know he, how he got that bitch off. That's the thing. That bitch off though, bro. So I, I need to watch some I, Paul Pierce highlights, bro. Yeah, no, 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 90, I'll say like his first season, like like 97, 98 season. I think he got to me in 98. Up until like right before, right before like 07, 08. All those highlights, you're gonna be like, oh shit. Like I said, I, I, if off the top of my head, not maybe, I'm maybe disrespecting my, disrespecting Paul Pierce, but he's top 25. 20, 20, 20, small forward all the time. Top 20 small forward all the time. All right, I, I don't know. Back to go run through the list. Back to go run through the list. Back to go run through the list next episode. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to do some right. some study before next episode. Yeah. But on, on that ending note, you already know what we say, man. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Marshawn always say. If that, stay ready, they got to get ready. Stay dangerous out there. Stay ready. You ain't never got to get ready. Yes, sir. Peace out. Another episode in the books. Outer Circles, we out. Peace.